1: Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we fire up the second year of Album for the Day, we do a little pivot. Mm. We've been doing a different album every day uh, for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's 360 <laughs> something of those for you if you want to go check those out. Yeah. Um, we're going to be focusing still on albums. But in the context of the people who are on the albums and the contributors who made the albums what they were. And I think that's really what breaks down the whole music
0: scene of what we're doing here is just it really gets the backstory of who the people are creating the music that we've grown to love over the years. We found a bunch of new people that we get to talk about, which is exciting for me. People I didn't even know who were on some of the most fantastic albums ever played.
1: And Uh, you know the music, and you've heard it. and Now it's time to get to know the artists. Yeah. And today, Album for the Day is going to talk about another magical person behind the albums. Mm. Lots and lots of albums that you know. Very similar to Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. in that way but I, I think uh, well, I think Rick Rubin wouldn't have been Rick Rubin without Sir George Martin Yeah, most excellent order of the t- British Empire
0: t- and I can tell you somebody who definitely would not have been anywhere near who they were uh, without G- Sir George Martin would be the Beatles that's, that's who, a fact which, what he's known for and he basically took these four uh, I want to hold your handers and turn them into Eleanor (laughs) Rigsbeer's. Indeed. Yeah. Um,
1: That and the weed. Well, yeah. That and the psychedelics. That trip to India and George Martin really changed everything. Um, Yeah, but he worked with, to be in that position of being, you know, Mm. in a position to work with. The hot young, Mm -hmm. you know, I think these guys are going to be the next big thing. Because somebody told him these guys are going to be the next big thing. And he was like, you're right. Little work. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's the mark of a professional is being able to analyze the situation, analyze what you can bring to it, and then manifest that. Hourly, Which he manifested
0: it into 30 number one hits in the UK, 23 number one hits in the U.S., um, and it's just, it's that thing of the guy, I mean, he was knighted. He was knighted. He was given his own coat of arms. Like, think about that. Like this is this this is this is something that's held to the most the highest esteemed people in the UK
1: who have reflected positively on the British Empire
0: positively and have been nothing but a a stream of excellence. Yeah, inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot more. Um, But you know, the work that he did starting off with the Beatles. I mean, he, he. Well, I mean technically he, he started his career like in like 19 what was it parlophone in 1950
1: well, now don't don't forget this this is a great this was something i enjoyed mm-hmm. um so when he was six his family got a piano and that's what kind of sparked his interest in music mm-hmm. but at eight he talked his parents into getting piano lessons for him mm-hmm but he only got to take eight lessons because his mom and the teacher got in an argument and a disagreement, and that was all the piano lessons that he got out of that. Well, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you are laughing at this man's pain.
0: Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, right. That was the only aid I needed. Well, he said he had fantasies about being the next Rachmaninoff, which is... Kind of like...
1: Really bold. Bold. <laughs> really bold. Like, yeah, he's like only, I don't know, the greatest piano player to ever live. Well, Wolfgang Amadeus was only <laughs> blah, blah. He only got... He had nine lessons, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: but when he was 17, he, uh, he joined the Royal Navy and became a commissioned officer and uh, aerial observer. Um, but he, the war ended before he was involved in any combat, um, and he uh, left the service in 1947. Um, and but the
1: service paid for his college,
0: exactly. And then he started in uh, parlophone, um, which you know that's that's not a bl- bad place to be.
1: So you know, in his, 1950, his oboe teacher was actually Margaret Elliott. Who was the mother of Jane Asher, who later became involved with Paul McCartney? Mm. Funny how people have weird connections. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: fast forward a little bit. Um, he worked with some comedians and some other things, but but when 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 Sid Coleman uh, called him and said uh, that Brian Epstein, who is you know the manager of the Beatles, he said uh, that basically Sid Coleman said you're going to be interested in this group and but they got turned down but can you imagine the Beatles getting turned down by Decca but they got turned down by Decca so then George Martin steps in and says alright let's do this you know and literally the Beatles auditioned and can you imagine sitting in a room with the Beatles and being like holy crap Somebody just turn these guys down. And having the vision that George Martin, Sir George Martin, had of hearing what they were playing and being like, you know what this needs? A full-blown orchestra. Like, I can hear the development of this band. And I can think that it started off, you know, with those kind of poppy rock songs. And the further along they developed, the further along George Martin developed with them.
1: So I think that, you know, George had been doing, you know, the status quo stuff for a second. And I think that, you know, kind of in that in that rebellious way, which is interesting because he's he's doing, you know, stuff for the man. Yeah. Um, but he always had that desire to do it his way, knowing that his way was better. Mm <laughs> and he stuck with it and because of that and his his vision and his rebellion mm-hmm. he was able to take something that was viewed as an opportunity i i, I don't know that we'll ever know the actual you know story mm-hmm. but i can't help but you know in that situation when he was hearing them for the first time seeing them whatever being like decca turned them down I can't. Let's show them Decca. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: And, and 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 how bad do you think
0: Decca bites themselves in oh, the butt, bro? I mean, th- we're talking billions of dollars mm-hmm. that, that from some guy in a room going like, "No, nah, we are." I, I know somebody that sounds exactly like this, and it's just like, "No, nah, man, no."
1: Nah, that's so. Speaking of billions, um, you know, so George takes over with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's recording them and producing them and whatever for Parlophone. And, you know, obviously making EMI Records millions and millions of British pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, they told him, so every other employee at EMI Mm -hmm. got an end-of-the-year bonus Mm. but George freaking Martin. Mm. He also said, eh, this isn't really fair, guys. And they said, you should be happy with the 3,000 pounds a year we gave you. Ooh. And he's like, hmm. So what he actually did was he built Air Studios mm-hmm. um, because he had enough money to do it. Mm-hmm. And that gave him additional opportunities outside of what he clearly wasn't going to make any any money doing, yeah, uh, on the main job. So mm-hmm. that was how he started with all that. And I think the nicest stinger out of all of it is he took all of the best of my staff with him, mm-hmm. and because if that's your if that's your capitan, you know, and like I, I don't think it was any sort of a secret. I think that they probably were all talking about it. And that's how he realized he was the only one that didn't get a bonus. Mm-hmm. So when you see somebody treating the big dog like that, you yeah. know. Well, no. And when, and I think everybody had their respect for him.
0: You know, they knew what he was doing, you know. And, you know, he's 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 working with the Beatles. He's, you know, it's like. Well, they
1: also know if they won't hesitate to do it to George freaking Martin. What are they going to do to them? What would they do to me?
0: Yeah. So uh, he, he basically, Martin, his formal music expertise uh, kind of led him to arrange all of the Beatles stuff to kind of like, you know, they were these kind of inexperienced, not, you know, I'm, I mean this with the most respect ever. At the time when they first started, they weren't musically as gifted. They, they learned their craft. Um, and they were learning at the process. They were young. They were super young.
1: I would go so far as to say that they were so um, amateurish in their craft that had they not been in mm-hmm. the U.K., had they been in the U.S., mm-hmm. the Wrecking Crew would have played those no. songs on the album. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. I could see that.
0: Um, But George Martin stepped in and to make their sound, and the reason the Beatles sound so different than everybody else at the time is they have orchestras and different types of instruments, and they have things that fill the gaps in between the music so that you're like, wow. Full, huge sound is amazing and that's part of why he's Sir George Martin
1: and that that kind of stuff comes out a lot in Sergeant Pepper oh my gosh um, yeah. you know like he got a harpsichord in there um, he and John played the steam organ on being for the benefit of Mr. Kite like mm-hmm. it was bringing so so I've got this vision George and I'm thinking I'm steam organ something like a fair hmm and he's like okay John I got you brings in a freaking steam organ and let's make go. this vision happen you know yeah. that's the kind of producer that he was well and
0: when you have Paul McCartney and John Lennon's songwriting duo saying
1: I think I hear this I got a feeling <laughs> a feel a feeling it yeah <laughs> yeah oh sorry that was from the Phil Spector album
0: mm. well but he was technically on that. He said one of the greatest quotes ever is, uh, uh, they asked George Martin about Phil Spector, uh, producing, let it be the album. And he said, well, I wouldn't say much. He produced it rather. I think he overproduced it.
1: <laughs> and I think the years have, have proven they, Sir George, correct. Yes.
0: Yes. He knew what they needed and what they didn't need. And what they didn't need is a bunch of, you know, Bells and whistles, they needed a little bit of instrumentation. Here's one box of bells and whistles, yeah. guys. Use sparingly. Yeah. Use
1: yeah. sparingly. Not a wall of sound for the Beatles. It's like walking it's like in the movies when you walk into the big arsenal room. Yeah. And it's like, pick what you want. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't yeah. do that. We're gonna end up with more sitar. Yeah, right. Not that sitar is bad, but There's a threshold. There's 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 a a threshold. There's
0: a certain amount of times you can use Sitar.
1: After a certain point, Sitar is a little less charming. But yeah, he's been called the fifth Beatle. You know, I think that he was essential to that. You know, obviously, after the Beatles um, era, but even before that, you know, when he got AIR Studios. And was able to do that, and you know he was also known for a lot of philanthropy. Like he opened A.I.R. on the island of Montserrat, Mm -hmm. and that studio actually got destroyed um, by Hurricane Hugo. But he, you know, donated a lot to the local community there. uh, In addition to bringing in people with money, Mm, Um, yeah, he he knew he knew a couple of people here and there. Yeah, just a few, just a few. But he, you know, he also did um, the Goldfinger theme mm-hmm. with Shirley Bassey. Mm-hmm. He also did From Russia With Love theme. Mm-hmm. And um, he worked with uh, Celia
0: Black, Elton John, Celine Dion. America. Ooh. Don't forget. Neil Sedaka. S- <laughs> um, uh, let's see. He worked with Jeff Beck. Uh, John Williams. Uh, let's see. He worked with the Vipers Skiffle Group. Oh, yeah. Little River Band. Um, uh, Jerry and the Peace... Not the Peacemakers.
1: No. The pacemakers. And the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Maybe they should have been the Peacemakers. What do you think? That could have been a whole different trajectory whole different for their career. <laughs> it could have been a whole different thing. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Um, I mean... He He's worked with—everybody knows what you're going to get when you work with George Martin. And, yeah. like, I like some of the more contemporary stuff that he was a part of. Like, he was a part of, um, you know, some stuff with uh, Ultravox, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was willing to work with, you know— less than a global artist like most of these people that he worked with were. Oh, yeah. It's a very cool thing, and I think that's part of being a legend is being able to pass it on.
0: Well, and, you know, even after the Beatles, you know, he's still, like Paul McCartney went back to him to work with him on multiple different albums because of how well they worked together. And you don't go back to working with somebody unless you know not only their the presence in the studio, but the genius of how they can elevate
1: you. you and know? I think it's important to note that um that John's solo work largely went the Phil Spector route. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see somebody that shares your vision. I'm not saying that's good, bad or anything. I'm just saying when you find somebody that shares your vision, you stick with that. Yeah. This person's going to help me get my vision on the wax. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate target of making recorded music. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know,
0: and, and he did a damn fine job, Um, at, you know, with Paul McCartney and with, all, with the Beatles and with. Everybody else he worked with, let's just be clear uh I mean you can't you can't have a discography like he has and not just completely
1: be I mean for we, crying out loud Jay, Ringo Starr announced his death yeah, I know I, I mean, mean that says Ringo Starr do. doesn't do that for anybody no,
0: he did it for one person and one person only that's it, yeah, but yeah it it just comes down to this guy. Was and this was in 2016 um, when when he passed, and to have a career, a storied career with uh, six six Grammys, I believe. Uh, you know, best contemporary album for Sergeant Pepper, album of the year, Sgt. Pepper, uh, in 1967, um, uh, and then uh, the Who's Tommy was the best musical show album in 1993. Uh, and then 2007, he won for the Beatles album Love. I think there's a theme with the Beatles thing here. If you haven't caught on to that, what he's known for. Uh, but then um, uh, 2007 there was another Best Surround Sound album. Which let's just be clear, that's kind of a that's a kind of a
1: throwaway category for me. <laughs> <laughs> do, do but you, it was also
0: for the Beatles Love.
1: You remember uh, England's Rose when Diana passed away. Oh yeah, guess who produced that? Hmm. George Martin.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, he worked with El. I mean, El- Elton John. Everybody's going to remember Elton John and that whole, you know, when he sang at Dan at all funeral. Very, that. very moving. And it was, yeah, it-, it was a moment. Yeah, but jo- George Martin, he's behind the scenes with freaking so much, particularly British music.
1: Um, but yeah, the dude. So- he was given a coat of arms or granted a coat of arms and they don't just let anybody do that. Um, but they put the Latin motto on there, Amore Solum Opus Est, which translates to all you need is love. Um, but the arms are, there's a, there's beetles on it (laughs) and a recorder and it's, it's just very George Martin. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was pretty neat, you know. But not uh, not everybody gets one, and, like, everything about that is very targeted to him. Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, I enjoyed uh, reading about uh, George Martin um, and the dude. Uh, yeah, the Beatles would not have been the Beatles without this guy. He, Neither would he, America.
1: He put, <laughs> these colors don't run. He's got a coat of arms. Sister golden hair. <laughs>
0: But George Martin, he, he he was so influential on the pop and rock music uh, realm that, I mean, he changed it. He made the Beatles, the Beatles, you know, like everybody who followed the Beatles learned tricks of the trade from listening to George Martin.
1: He figured out all of that stuff. Like, you know, there's the whole story about recording Sgt. Pepper and how, gosh, I've just got this four-track recorder. Mm -hmm. Can we run four things into one? Pop it to one. Oh, hey, look at that. Now I've got 16 weird things we can do all at once. And that's how you ended up with a soundscape like that. Yeah. And I think that despite uh, what he probably would have said to you about it. Mm I think it's pretty obvious that Phil Spector was influenced by George Martin's work with the Beatles. Yeah, he tried to show him up, but overproduced. <clears throat> that's and that's why George Martin is George Martin and Phil Spector is Phil Spector. Both are great in their own right. Uh but usually And I think in their own ways, I think they both ended up kind of gleaning techniques from each other. I could see that. Um because they are so very different.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, album for the day. Um, this is a great one, um, George Martin, um, producer extraordinaire, a la Beatles. <laughs> but uh, uh, be sure to give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Album The Number Four of The Day. Uh, if you've got any requests, uh, shoot us an email to album the number four the day at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you when we see
1: you. This is for all the lonely people, thinking that life has passed them by. Don't give up until you drink from the silver cup. Ride that highway in the sky. (laughs) Yay, America. Thanks, America. We're the horse with no name. (laughs) We've been through the desert, man. (laughs) After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, Use the three dots and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!